Pastor Brian told me to speak this message. He told me, just share the importance of the parable of the sower and the seed. I didn't run in my mind by saying, oh, we all know the parable and the sower of the parable of the sower and the seed. Yes, but we don't know all things about the parable of the sower and the seed. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. At least Christy is saying yes. You know, even one person says, I'm happy. But though I love everybody to say, yeah, 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 but thank you. Hey, please engage. Quoting Papa Jonathan, if you don't engage, you, you will not waken up your spirit. I'm not here to wake up your spirit. Is it okay? Okay? Now, you'll notice here, what we need to do, am I requesting you this morning, is just delete whatever you and I have already known about the parable. Press the delete button, come on. By faith, press the delete button. Press the delete oh, Thank you. Why? Because you and I cannot exhaust God's word. You can try it, you can read it every day, you can read it for the rest of your life. You cannot exhaust God's word. But can I tell you, you'll get exhausted if you don't obey God's word. Because disobedience causes tiredness. So I'm going to encourage you, I do not know where you are, but I'm going to just encourage you as I encourage myself as I was preparing, okay, Whatever I've known about the soul and the seed, I just laid aside, and as soon as, you know, apostle, governor told me, hey, that sounds good. But I know an apostle and a governor. You didn't help me. They still must find me. Is it done? Yes. Done. Thank you. Okay. The trouble is, have you seen a governor? Have you seen a governor? Have you seen him face to face or her face to face? Have you ever said hi to them? The, the governor of the state, the governor of the region. No, you haven't? Oh, we have. In India, we, see, we saw two governors. It's an experience. It's an experience. It's a privilege. It's an opportunity. But everything turns around. It's different to go and see them. And I will teach you over the years and over the months how to look at Pastor Brian. As an apostle and governor, because thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Is it okay? So, as soon as he told me, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, tell me what you want me to tell them. Is it okay? Now, quoting Dr. Tunde Bakre, who said, never assume, never presume. Because he said, assumption and presumption are the lowest level of knowledge. It's not there's no knowledge, but it's the lowest level of knowledge. So we will not assume, ah, some seed fell by the pathway. Don't assume. Some on the rock, yeah, I know what's going to happen. 
There's no root, it doesn't go down. Come on. Some fell by the thorns. Yeah, they get choked. Don't assume and presume. Some fell by the good soil. I, I always wanted that. Yeah. And also, I added on to Dr. Tunde Bakre because he's not as naughty as me. <laughs> and today, I'm being very bold because he's not around. Spell assumption. A S S U M P T I O N. Spell the first three alphabets. I S S. You will be an ass if you assume. No, if some of you senior people are very upset, okay, you'll be a donkey. Whether you're a donkey or ass is same. He said, okay. I have not lost my holiness, Dale, by asking this man, this man of God, to just spell the first three alphabets. Thank you. You remember late Dr. Billy Graham? By the time he was 45 years and going all over the world doing evangelistic campaign, he came to Australia, and one of the senior ladies who was always praying for him had an audience with him and said, you know, such a privilege that you come, blah, blah, blah. And say, you must be very proud because you're going all over the world and thousands of thousands. Every time it's a football stadium and, you know, thousands of people are coming to Jesus. He just looked at her and said, yes. He said, madam, do you know Jesus rode on the donkey? You remember that? We called it the Palm Sunday. And he said, just imagine the donkey thought, wow, look at that new garment. Wow, look at this carpet. Wow, look at that clothes. Wow, look at that palm leaves. Suppose the donkey thought that. She said, yeah, I never thought of that. He said, to all that you said, I am the donkey. Because what is important is, the donkey did not know anything. He, the donkey also did not know where Jesus was sitting. I do not know, said late Dr. Billy Graham, why he has chosen me. The scum of all the earth. And is making me carry Jesus to the world. That's why we should not assume. Neither should we presume. Is it okay? Okay. Now I'm going to be heavy duty this morning. What have you done and how have you handled all these years from the time you came to Christ when you received the word seed, when you received the word seed, when you received the word seed, when you received the word seed? Because the parable says the sower and the seed. Let me come recently. What have you done and how have we handled 2021, 52 Sundays when you receive the word, the seed? When you receive the word, the seed? Finally, what have you done in 2022 till last Sunday that you received the word and the seed? The word which is the seed. The word which is the seed. Or the word that has come to you has been promised. Sometimes the word that has come to you has been prophecy. So promise, prophecy, promise, prophecy, promise, prophecy. 
What have you done? How have you handled? Because the entire parable is, what have you done with the seed? Is it okay? Fair enough? There's an aim. The way we handle the seed, the word of God, there's an aim. A-I-M. There's an aim. I got the word of God. There is an aim. Number one, what is my attitude? When I get the word, what is my attitude? When I read the word, what is my attitude? Number two, what are my intentions? What are my intentions? Hey, please don't disappoint. Get, uh, get me wrong. Okay? For example, I can take John as an example. He received the word. So what, what is going to be John's intention? I'll to ask you straight away, John. What is going to be your intention when you get out of this sanctuary? Number three, M. What are your motives? What are the motives? Which means, you know, using that, your attitude, your intention, your motive, that's your aim. What is your aim in receiving the seed? You must have an aim. You don't have an aim. I don't have an aim. I become aimless. If I become aimless, if you become aimless, there will be no purpose. And what the Lord is saying here, he's not talking about church. It's all called, all parables are called parables of the kingdom. Amen. It's not parable of the church. So if it's parable of the kingdom, then the king is speaking about his kingdom. And the king is not speaking about your and my kingdom. And the king is excited to speak about his kingdom and transfer it to you and me. Our entire worship songs this morning was the transfer, the transfer, the transfer. Even though some of the songs started off, who am I? After all, what am I? And just that sentence, I am yours, transfer is taking place. Transfers taking place. Now, why did our worship leader this morning linger on these two songs? I'm a sanctuary, right? Yeah. And the other song, you know, why? Why? Because the Spirit is saying, hey, this is the very crux of the transfer. Yeah. And what Jesus the King is saying. See, I had to take a long time in my Christian life to slowly shift my view of looking at Jesus as a king. I always thought of as a small child and as I grew up, gentle Jesus, sweet and mild. What a precious child. He grew up long time ago. <laughs> there was a Roman Catholic lady who came to me and she said, Pastor, I believe in baby Jesus. I said, oh. Do you? Yeah, yeah. In my state, I believe baby Jesus. I said, I have news for you. They said, what? He grew up long time ago. <laughs> See, I always thought of Jesus as Savior, Savior. Are you with me there? 
Till somebody teaching me the epistles of Paul where he said, I am the servant of the Lord Jesus. And suddenly there's a shift. He said, I am the servant of Christ Jesus. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a change here. So I have to think to myself, Christ Jesus, Messiah, Savior. Before that, Paul says, Savior, Messiah. There's a lot of difference. Okay. Now, King Jesus. Because in our lifetime, Sarah and I have never seen a king. We did go to England twice, but she didn't give us an appointment, the queen. I mean, she was busy. Not that we were busy, you know what I mean? So Sarah said, let's go to the Tower of London. Not a nice place to go. And I got very upset. And we are looking at all. They acquired gold and diamonds. And in that will be written, acquired. We saw the Kohinoor diamond, which is the, one of the world's best, costliest diamond, was there. The lighting was great, okay? And I was upset, Tim, because at the bottom, it was written there, acquired from India. I said, liars. <laughs> because with English, you can play with words. Anyway, instead of saying, God bless the queen, we said, forgive you, queen. <laughs> the king has already transferred his kingdom. I want you to approach this morning, this parable of the sow and the seed, as something that is already transferred. Excuse me, what has been transferred is the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold. You're not going to work out. I'm not going to work out from today. Ha, ha, sweating. Oh, I reached 60. Ha, 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 ha. Send me to the ICU unit. Oh, ha, who? No, there's no ha, ha, who. Because the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold is already transferred. Is only you have to live. Is only you have to live. So the king is saying, what is going to stop you living is the first three soil. Is there? You have a bank balance of three hundred million dollars and you don't use it. Is it okay? I'm not going to use the $300 million, but I'm going to go to Centrelink. I'm unemployed. See my torn jacket? And you're trying to eke out a living from this. And he said, that's what is wrong. And Jesus says the kings, for some people, he said, hey, wait, 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 wait. Why have you chosen the rock? Why have you chosen the rocky soil? See, the abundance has been, that's what he said, and that is what uh, Professor Michael told us. Oh, they do not know Professor Michael. You called him this morning. Do you saw how like a professor he spoke? About tithing, tithing, tithing. And I like what the professor said. Our God is the God of abundance. Our God is the God of abundance. Our God is the God of abundance. Did he say that? So this 30, 1600 is already yours. It's already mine. Yeah. 
But if I'm going to say, um, this is nice. This is a nice soil. I haven't seen this soil. Rocky, I haven't seen this. And he said, don't. You see, even if you come to the pathway, even if you come to the rocky side, even if you come to the thought, you are able to come there and try to do something from the abundance, you take the seed and come. It's not new seed that you go by the pathway, that you go by the rock, that you go by the thorns. It's from there. Because the seed is in abundance in the good soil. Now repeat after me. For yourself, I am the good soil. And what happens to us is, let me try it out. So we try it out in a Christian journey, a little bit of rock. Hey, he's trying on the rock. Why can't I try? Never try on the rock because it'll hit you on the rocks. Is, is that Okay. No, but he tried. For example, if Dale tried, why are you copying Dale when the king of glory says, copy me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you see, Mark, uh, I'm telling you, the churches are going down the drain. And oh, I mean, I don't think so. Any church is alive. So where are they going? You make use of the seed that is already given to you in the harvest of 30, 60, and 100 fold. And what will happen? You can contribute to the church. Because when you're full, you'll overflow. You can't control. That's what's happening to city builders. Why little by little, you're becoming famous? I don't know why. And look at this couple that were rich and famous now. Hey, you believe our God is a God of abundance with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. You believe, and the pastor said this morning, and the professor also told us. Then you, as a church, will be inevitably rich and famous. So I'm so thankful. At least my wife said amen. Yeah. When you're supposed to say, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, I'm telling you, I always get some one single person supporting me, which helps me. Others, I'll go back depressed. Am I communicating this morning? Yeah. Right, now, Jesus also says, hey, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You go to the pathway, and if you have an indifferent attitude, you lost it. Yeah. And he says, it's a little bit serious, because the birds of the air, which is like to Satan, will come and take away the sea. Have you tried to retrieve anything from Satan? Did I ask the wrong question? Thinking. No, just forget Dale. He's a philosopher, so. <laughs> Have you tried? Please don't try. Because he's not going to give it to you. He's not going to give it to you. Indifference. When you come to the rocky soil, you know, the whole thing is, the wrong investment, you're displaced. 
the roots didn't go deep enough, you're displaced. There's something to understand when you and I follow God. What's happening? What's happening? I feel I'm dis displaced or dislocated. You know, there are many people say, I give tithe, I give offering, I give my service to God, to the church and all that, and I still feel dislocated. You're feeling dislocated because you are, don't have the root that can penetrate through the rock because wrong footing. The thorns. Jesus said, hey, be careful. Be careful how you handle your finances. Be careful how you handle your blessings. Because if you think that my focus for my finance and blessing increase, you would increase it more. Hey, there'll be distractions. You'll be distracted away from the king. And what happened? You'll get choked. Yeah. What chokes you? Money. You need to choke money. Money needs to be your servant. You should not be the money. You should not be the servant of money. After all, money is a byproduct. Is it okay? What did God tell the nation of Israel? I'm giving you what land? What land? I'm giving you the promised land. And the land flowing with milk and honey. Did these people ever run dry in the promised land? Did they plant? Did they build the houses? No. God said you're going to go and eat the fruit of the ground that you didn't plant. You're going to live in the houses you did not build. Abundant. They had a lot of money from Egypt. Lots of money from Egypt. Have we got it? But be careful. Jesus, the king said, you cannot serve money and God. So what Jesus said here in the third soil, he said, be careful. If you serve money, it will choke you. Nothing is wrong with money. How many husbands are here? Just raise your hands. Hey, something's wrong here. How many husbands? Some of the husbands. <laughs> I don't know why the fellows are hesitant. Okay. Now, there's nothing wrong with money. Okay, all the husbands repeat after me. There's nothing wrong with money. So all the wives raise your hands. And they will say, being our honey, there's nothing wrong, honey, with money. <laughs> I tried all this, Mark, but I'm very careful now, Sarah. I tried, no, honey, honey, honey. She says, okay, well, honey, uh, just give me uh, $2,000. Uh, what? <laughs> she said, if you say honey, they're giving me what? And once I went very smartly, say, I said, I'm the breadwinner. Yeah, you can't eat plain bread without honey. <laughs> so, Mark, I have decided, use the discerning of the spirit to talk to Sarah. I get caught. 
he he is receiving all the time, saying that. So next time he calls you, honey, you just tell him fifty thousand. <laughs> you know, we read the book of Proverbs each chapter each day. So there are thirty-one proverbs, and somehow I have to read the thirty-first, Amy. It's all about the wife and her value and her money. And one day I told Sarah, "Okay, today is thirty-first. You read. No, no, no. You read." She doesn't mind reading any other proverb, not thirty-one. So even this morning is thirty-one. I had to read. Is it okay? When you come to the last soil, is discovery. Is a stage of discovery. No distraction. No dislocation. No disinterest. And you get that away. There's a discovery. Hey, there's more. I got thirty. There's more. There's sixty. I got sixty. There's more. There's hundred. Okay. So you got hundred. Start again. Thirty, sixty, hundred. How did this happen? I asked this, but how did this happen? You enter into a new service in the church of God. Something you never tried before. Thirty. Sixty, hundred. You finish, then something else to do. Thirty, sixty, hundred. Because you're only swimming in abundance. See, that is why whatever you touch in God's kingdom, you will prosper. Is it okay? Right. I'm going to end by a few statements written by Professor Two B. Doctor Michael Ruel. He is throwing daggers at me from there, I'm trying to encourage him. Well, I want to say publicly, well-written book, Michael. Excellent book on leaders upgrade. Excellent book. Some of you are more than the British. I said excellent book he wrote. Some of you. He is one of yours. You should be excited by now. Okay. Uh, would you buy all of them ice cream now? <laughs> you know why, Michael? You buy them ice cream, they will scream. There's a problem. There's a problem. I think you know, it's not supposed to teach on the other page. You know, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a there's a problem. Oh, have you done something from there, Beck? Is the paper's not oh, okay? Okay? Little bit from Michael's book. I like the way he wrote on purpose. Quoting from his book, if you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. I repeat, if you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. So in the good soil, you don't have to be pushed. The second statement he said the clarity of purpose brings conviction it shapes in our hearts with a life changing impact let me repeat the clarity of purpose brings conviction it shapes our hearts with a life changing impact 
That is how when your life changes, Jesus said, you will be salt, impact. You will be an influence, light. Okay? Then he speaks about priority. Priority aren't what you say they are. They are revealed of how we live. I repeat, priority aren't what you say they are. Oh, this is my priority, this is my... No, that's not what priority is. It is, they are revealed by how we live. Okay, so you have purpose, you have priority, you have passion, finally. Passion, your passion will drive you through. Okay. What we are talking about, this 30, 60, and 100 fold, is being efficient and being effective. Why? Efficiency is doing the right thing. Effectiveness is doing things right. So when you, do, when you are efficient plus effective, it equals excellence. You can't get anything in between. If you do the right thing and if you do things right, you will excel. Is that okay? Is that okay? Now, this efficiency and effectiveness for excellence is done intentionally, intensively, immediately. Hey, listen. When you do this, you improve. Hey, you and I don't improve to prove. We don't improve to prove. But we are only an impact and influence. Salt and light. Is it okay? See, what a good boy I am. I never touched the bulk of the paper. Somebody must be there praying. Help him not to touch. Help him not to touch. Help him not to touch. It looks like your prayer is answered. I trust I did the best I could to give you a different angle to the parable of the sword and the seed. You need not go back depressed. You can go back all excited and say, wow, if this is what is compressed in all this, I'm going to burst forth. From the abundance of the 30, 60, and 100. It's okay if, you know, Levi has got in the same thing we both are doing, a 64 is okay, I can reach there. Don't get jealous of him. Don't envy him. Okay, because in some other area, I may get 100, he may get just 60s, okay. Nothing is going to be simultaneously reaching 100. And just get excited. Now, once you do that, ha, this is the juice. Your bag. Handbag. Handbag. Huh? Okay. Now, when you got whatever I said, come on, don't say, man, you're wearing a lady's handbag. Come on. Thank you. Some of these guys, when they look and they say, hey, are you sissy, man? 
having heard what I said, you will be the carrier, the sow who went out into Gippsland, went out into sail and started sowing the seed. And it is not your prerogative to find out whether it fell on the pathway, the rock, or whether it fell on the thorny, or even good soil. Yes, that's right. Amen. Amen. Very good. Very good. I liked how he started there about just putting aside, laying aside everything that we think we know about the gospel. I think that's what he said. That's good. Our job is to sow the seed, amen? And uh, it's not our responsibility uh, where the seed falls or how it falls. Amen? So good.